You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailer Radio Network. Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a billion choices. Extraordinary heaven. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. Uh, this is Edgar Dacamanji from Northeast Sales, and uh, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts. David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here! Light them up, light them up, light them up. Welcome, everybody. October 26, 2013. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And this week, we are in the aging room with Raphael Nordell from Boutique Blends. He also has the brand Swag. We're going to bring him on along with Old Fod Freddy, who crosses the line this week, I understand. We're going to get Debonair with Gentleman uh, Chuck Morrison, maybe. Uh, Chuck Morrison has a, a recorded Gentleman's Way. Recorded Gentleman's Way. He's making a regular... Uh, Regular thing of this not showing up, but Rich is pitch hitting again. He's got it going on, so we're okay. We got weird news from the asylum as we celebrate this day in American classic history and a lot more. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week in tax free Salem, New Hampshire. And we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You can catch us on any one of the radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can always tune in right at the Cigar Authority where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And let's not forget about our good friends over at the Cigar Station replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. That's the CigarStation.com. Absolutely. Uh, we're in all kinds of places. Uh, my neighborhood radio, um, seven different radio stations. Uh, 
We're everywhere and everywhere, and uh, we're moving and grooving. So we're going to keep this thing going. This is the Cigar Authority. We've been three and a half years uh, broadcasting, and we're going to continue. I think it's three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Okay. Because we're going into the the last quarter of the year here. And, so we're uh, coming up. Okay. We've we got lots more to come this year. Lots of things happening in the cigar industry. Uh, today we are going to be with uh, Ralphie and Nordell, and he'll come on. And Ralphie L., uh, Ralphie L. owns uh, a company called Boutique, Boutique Blends. Blends. Boutique Blends makes boutique cigars, and he's been around uh, the industry for 10 years, uh, but Boutique Blends just about a year or so. So we'll, um, we'll talk to him about that and see exactly what's going on. But let's begin by uh, having one of his cigars. As far as I'm concerned, his mildest cigar that he has, that's the way we'll start because he's got some stuff up there, actually, that I've not even smoked. We carry it, uh, but I never even tried it because I've been warned not to. Because well, I'm, I'm we tried his fullest-bodied one, that Fortissimo, and uh, that one kind of knocked your socks off a little bit. There we go. This is uh, Aging Room Havao, H-A-V-A-O. H-A-V-A-O, Havao. 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 This yep. is a Connecticut Shade cigar, long filler, handmade in the Dominican Republic. Uh, his cigars are made at a company called Tabacalera Palma. And um, I know it very well. Um, the, um, uh, Hochi Blanco uh, is the owner of that company. I've known him over the years, and he makes some tremendous cigars. He has tremendous tobacco fields that he makes um, and sells tobacco and farms along with the folks from La Flor Dominicana. Um, Lito Gomez, uh, they team up with this tobacco field. So really? Of, so if you notice some of the tobaccos that are La Flor Dominicana, known for some of the stronger yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominican Puro, which um, that Fortissimo uh, we're talking about, there's a Dominican Puro. Uh, if it takes similar to you, it's those types of tobaccos that, that they own. So now, they... They have a different fermentation process, I would imagine. Yeah, they make it at different places, and uh, for they, sure, I've seen both. They source it from the same, same place. place. Which, which is interesting because although there are some similarities between Lafleur and uh, some of the boutique blends, uh, they're not exactly the same. So even if they were comprised of the same tobacco, use a different fermentation process, right. they're going to alter the flavor. It's a chef, a different chef, using the same ingredients, yeah. and he has a whole different uh, cigar coming. So so Emeril Agassi's chicken soup might not taste like Nikolai Volkov's chicken soup. Absolutely. They would be okay. different. And one would be a, a chef, and the other one would be a professional wrestler from the 80s, which would be very different. Which, look chef. for, by the way, <laughs> look for a blog. I'm actually going to write a blog this week. Finally. Uh, about chicken soup, and I'm going to use Nikolai Volkov's recipe, and we're going to talk a little bit in the blog about why this soup can cure the common cold. And why Nikolai Volkov? Because he, we had him on the Cigar Authority show, which, right. has, which has nothing to do with cigars either. At all. He, he doesn't either, smoke. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and neither does the chicken soup, but hey, that's what we're going to do. So uh, this uh, attractive Connecticut shade-looking cigar, it's a real Connecticut shade on here, authentic Connecticut, as opposed to uh, some cigars that use tobaccos using Connecticut seed grown in other places, like a... Um, a champagne that would be not champagne because it's not from the region of Champagne, France, so would be a cigar that doesn't use authentic Connecticut shade wrapper. Uh, this has a footband on it. It says Connecticut on it because it is authentic Connecticut shade. Now, what what's it, interesting is they put a footband on it, yep. and it's sellowed. It's double protected. Right. It, it is. That's interesting. And uh, we'll find out about the age and all the stuff. I have no notes on it because we have the man himself. He's going to tell us about uh, the aging that goes into it. It's called Aging Room, and it's because they age their tobaccos crazy amounts of times. 
So uh, what will happen with it? So it's time to cut our cigar right now, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the Federal S chip and actually lowered them. Still brings a smile to every my face. time. <laughs> Perdomo cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And uh, use my Perdomo cutter and uh, the way you cut a cigar for those amateurs out there or people that have been uh, smoking cigars for a long time. Which is surprising. There's a lot of people that don't realize you don't cut at the band. Yeah, that's in poor taste. Right. You cut very, very little often. If you look at a cigar, you look at the head of a cigar, you'll notice the shoulders where they wrote the shoulder of the cigar. Where it's it, as if you were to behead a person. You don't right. start at the humerus. You go right above the shoulders and then off with the head. Off with the head, uh, you'll see a little cap on top of the cigar. That is put there to hold the cigar together. If you cut below the cap... I'm pushing down on the cutter a bit while I cut, and then one quick motion, I cut it off, and we have a beautiful straight cut across each time. And uh, is it next week that you're away? The week after. The week after. The week after, uh, Mr. Jonathan's going to be away. I'll be doing the show solo, and uh, I'm going to do something truly unique and bring you to a whole cigar tasting. Yes. The right way to Heard cut, light, this. smoke the cigar. Uh, this is something we do uh, for charities all the time. And we're going to walk you through it, what you're going to get at the end of the two-hour show. Um, this particular show will be You Will Enjoy Cigars more than you have ever enjoyed them before. That's what will end up coming up because you'll know the proper way to do it. And I know, obviously, we have uh, people that listen to a cigar radio show. They know about cigars. Well, we, we talk about this stuff ad nauseum. Right. But um, you will see that you will pick up some, some treasures that you will use later on in your smoking enjoyment, and you will just enjoy them that much more. So before you like that, yeah, take a pull. But before you take a pull, I'm going to tell you what you're going to taste. This is white grape raisin seeds on the pre-light. The seeds of white grape raisins. Golden raisins, they're called. It's raisiny. It's sweet. White Just the seed. Just the seed of a white grape. Uh, it even smelled a little sweet and raisiny. Yeah, I smelled it before. I smell... You can two ways to smell a cigar actually. One is right across, straight across, uh, horizontally, just the wrapper, and then the other way is to smell in the foot of the cigar, which you're going to uh, smell something totally different. Very few but, people know this about me. I am an official nose model yes, for the you company are. of Davidoff. Yes, you were used in one of their ads. Just your nose smelling the cigar. And my mustache. Yes. Yeah. The guy walked in and he said, that, that is a nose. Is the nose that'll be in my commercial. This is a lighter. Oh, yeah. This is a lighter. This is the black label lighter. The flat flame. And you actually, Vertigo makes this. And you actually paint the, the, the um, flame onto the cigar. You light it by just, just waving it onto it. And this is dead air, which is uh, That's okay. us, us lighting a cigar. But, Can't get uh, all worked up about it. No. 
You know why? Because we're actually on the air. That's it. And so we can be happy. We're on the air. You're on the air. <clears throat> so uh, what's going on here? We have Rafael Nadell, and he happened to come in uh, to do an event at our stores during the um, holiday season, the holiday of Halloween. And uh, just to be a little different, uh, what we have going on in here, we mentioned last week, if uh, you didn't hear the show, is we're giving uh, a promotion away, which is buy a box, get a box free. Buy a box of cigars, get a box free, but not a box of cigars. How crazy would that be? We're giving away boxes of cereal, but not any cereal. We're giving the monster cereals away. And this, the monster cereals came out in the 70s, and this is the Count Chocula's of the world. And there was Count Chocula, and Booberry, and Frankenberry. But there was also two other ones that came out way in those days. Fruit Fruit, you may not remember, and something that I'm just shocked that didn't make it big, which is Yummy Mummy. It did make it big, but just not as a cereal. Not as a cereal. More of an expression. Yeah. And uh, those went away, and they came back for one short time, which is this month. They came back retro, and these are the retro boxes, not the boxes you see in the supermarkets. These are the original packaging from the 80s. And we have these boxes available, and when you buy a box of cigars, you get a box of the cereal, but it's not over yet. You buy a box of the cereal, and we have a box of cereal on display in here in a, in a glass case. And it has never been opened, and it's one of these cereals. And if you uh, buy the box of cigars, you get the box of cereal, you actually guess how many marshmallows in our box. And on Halloween Day, we're going to count the marshmallows. And the closest without going over, just like we do this day in American classic history, the closest without going over gets another box of cigars that they purchased, whatever box of cigars that was. That's what they'll get. So uh, that's what we're giving, but that isn't enough. Raphael Nodell uh, and the folks at Aging Room want you to try their cigars. Take a shot. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. And you buy three, and we have a shot glass. There's no real way to taste a cigar by just buying one right. or two. Right. You've got to go three. Three. Take a shot. That's taking a shot. Right. Oh, I'll try one. Thank you, but you're not really trying it. You're just appeasing us by just getting one so we stop bugging you. Right. You really want to take a shot. You go for three. You smoke maybe one without eating something. Maybe you smoke one with a meal. Try one with coffee. You see really what's going on in the cigar, and that's how you do it. That's the, that's the fear thing. You ever go to a, a restaurant and you say, yeah, it's okay, and that's the end of it. Ah, you should give it another shot. Unless it's bad service, in which case you never go there again. <coughs> well, give the waitress a quarter as her tip. Yeah. And you wait until she comes back and you make eye contact with her. She picks up the bill, stare her down a little bit. Then you leave and never that, come back. See, that's not gentlemanly. Good thing you're not doing this <laughs> the gentleman the debonair way because that's actually you not, don't, her, you not don't. her fault at all. If she has bad service? If she has bad service, for some odd reason, they want you to tip anyway, even though tip means to ensure prompt service. Yeah, you get bad service, they should get nothing. Otherwise, how are they going to learn? That's right. You're, as a gentleman, that's right. and, and it's your responsibility. And they'll continue to those actions. Uh, to be the rising tide that raises all ships. So you really believe in uh, when somebody does something wrong to really find them and give them uh, instead of the pat on the back. Not fine, but not tip. <coughs> Don't encourage it. Correct. Okay. Uh, speaking of encouragement, by the way, your mom pulled me aside and said that you've been talking nice about me behind my back. Behind your back. Not never in never to me, but behind my back. It made my morning. Yeah, forget it. Never happened. Okay. 
you can't encourage somebody to do the right thing. No, you have to continue to do the right thing, and that's the way uh, it should be. So, uh, uh, flavorful yet mild, mild in strength, flavorful in in flavor, flavor, <laughs> flavorful in flavor, and flavorful in body, flavorful. Flavorful. From a body standpoint, it is mild. From a strength profile, it is mild. But just from a flavor point of view, it's in that medium to medium plus on the flavor scale. Now we had talked going on, and we had talked about this raisiny seed or whatever you ended up saying to it. But I, I, I smelled a raisiny. I mean, I tasted a raisiny taste on the pull pre-light. Yeah, lit. It is not there at all. It's, it's different the, cigar. It's the opposite. It's much drier versus sweet. Which is what happens when you light something on fire. It takes on the opposite characteristic that it had when it's not on fire. Like when you eat firewood, for example. It tastes different than after it's been burned. You just made that up. You've never eaten firewood? Never. Take a little splinter off, put it in your mouth like a toothpick while you're doing your yard work? Never. I don't do yard work. Aha! 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 I don't do yard work. Hey, uh, we don't know what we're going to do with this, but text the word cigars to 96362. I say this every week, and, and when I say it, I say it to myself. After the show, I'm going to talk to you about it, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do with this. So next week, we'll be all prepared. Next week is here. The show starts. The note is here on my thing to make sure I bring it up, and we have no idea what we're going to do with it. We don't know how to do anything with it is the problem. And did I ask last week for anybody to say, what can we do with this? Please write to us. And, and did I yeah, say that? You might have. If I didn't, please write to us and say, what do we do with yeah, this? What, is, what can we do with it? Because uh, The problem is we want to do something different. No, I, I bought this program at, a, at a, a, they were serving cocktails, and a lovely lady came up to me and asked me if I wanted to. Uh, yeah, which you say yes to everything. I say you yes. don't say go talk to the buyer. You just buy stuff. Yeah, I did. It's very frustrating. So uh, text <laughs> the, the word cigars to 96362. And what we're going to do is start giving away things or having some sort of contest or something. doing something with it. And then you guys can, uh, while you're listening to the show, can actually do something. The, the problem that I have with the program, and I've mentioned this to you before, is we, let's say we have someone out in the Midwest and we send them a box of cigars. It really isn't fair to the brick-and-mortar retail shop that's next to them. Now this guy's not going to be coming in and buying Buy cigars because we gave him cigars. So our whole point of our show is to educate people about cigars and educate people about shopping in their brick-and-mortar locations. So we don't want to undo what we've already said. We do have some prizes and some different swag stuff like maybe swag. if we knew how to do this properly, we could give away a swag humidor, for example. Right. Or a swag, um, swag itself, which is a cigar. I'm going to get into that, right. of how he has this type of name. But, um, yeah, we can get the Cigar Authority swag stuff. Make some clothing, uh, make some, I don't know. It's wintertime, so you get a Cigar Authority jacket. Well, and not so good for the guy in California, not so good for the guy. Uh, do they have winter in Canada? They actually only have winter They in only Canada. have winter there. Poor so. Rudy never knows what it feels like to just walk out in shorts and a T-shirt because he's so far north, it just snows all the time. Okay. All right. Have you heard about the cigar smuggling pigeons? I did. I did, and this is a pretty crazy story. Uh, it should be in the asylum section of it, but uh, we're bringing it up uh, right now. Uh, thanks to New York City artist Duke Riley, American surveillance um, 
Airborne Foe, the homing pigeon. And uh, what this guy did is he smuggled his Cuban cigars via homing pigeons, and he got um, so many homing pigeons, 50 homing pigeons. 25 of them were equipped with cameras, Yes. and 25 were equipped with Cohiba cigars from Cuba. You, you have it a little bit backwards. Right. He sent cigars with oh, the, with oh, the it's, pigeons. It's, fi- it's 50 with the cigar and 50 with the camera instead of 50 with the camera and 50 with the cigars. No, no, no. He sent Which the pigeons the over to Cuba with cigars on them. No, no, no. Yes, you didn't read the article. I did. He did. And then those cigars were traded for other cigars, and so that it would, otherwise there's no way of saying to a guy in Cuba, stick a couple cigars in this. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes. Um, but it came, what came back... He ended up with six Cohiba Bahikas. <clears throat> yeah, the other birds died, unfortunately. There were 11, he lost device. 11 of them. And, now, uh, this guy is also known for other stunts. <clears throat> he had done, uh, in 2007, he intercepted the Queen Mary II with a war-era submarine and was arrested for yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, he also... Uh, broke into the into Cleveland sewer system and lived the life of a hobo. And he does all these weird things as art. Yeah, why is it art? I don't know. Okay. But this is why he could not be arrested for smuggling Cuban cigars <coughs> because it's art, what he's doing. He took the cigars, he never smoked them, he encased them in lacquer and put them on display yeah. as this whole project. Well, very interesting project. And... Uh, you, you're talking about 90 miles from um, Havana, Cuba, over to um, the tip of Florida. Right. And um, a homing pigeon can do that. Uh, yeah, with training. Right. It's, it's a long distance. It is a long distance for a pigeon. And, it, and it is, um, it, there's probably no, no place to rest in between, right? I'm uh, going with, uh, no. There were the, a couple of the birds, because he got the video footage, a couple of the birds landed on uh, vessels. You know, midway, he freaked out a couple people thinking that the birds are carrying bombs, and uh, he has it all on video. Okay. Very interesting. It is. So just the 51-year-old uh, um, U.S. embargo against Cuba, um, which is a crazy, crazy thing, but it's, it's the Trading with the Enemies Act, which, be, which has been around since 1917, trading with the enemy, which sounds like a terrible, terrible thing, but that would be trading cash for a cigar. Right. And that's illegal. And uh, he figured he's not uh, spending any money doing this, so there's no cash transaction going to happen. He didn't go there, but he got, I guess the pigeon itself is the one doing something illegal. Still not illegal, because the person on the other end gave the cigar to the pigeon. And it would be an ill pigeon, not an ill eagle, because the eagle had nothing to do with this. It would be a sick bird. But um boom ching Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this guy actually got it's very interesting, and, I, and I'm sure other people are going to look at this and, and give it a try. But, um, you know, who's a uh, big uh, homing pigeon guy is Mike Tyson. You know that? Yes, he is. Yeah. So uh, he's up in New York, and that would be much more of a uh, further trip to it. But uh, totaling uh, 11 pigeons made it back. Six of them had the Cohibas on them, and the other five had cameras on them. Do you, uh, do you know how much he's selling the exhibit for? No, one hundred thousand dollars, because he is it, what he does between selling art projects. Which, in all my research, I didn't find a single sale of art. I don't think that makes him an artist, because you have to actually sell something to be that. But uh, 
he uh, is a tattoo artist. By oh, trade. he's a, that would make him an artist. He's a tattoo artist. There you go. Oh. You've been called an artist before. I have. But there was two words previous to the word artist, and, and one, was a, one was an animal. I don't know where you're going with that. And one was what the animal does when he has to go to the bathroom. Ah, ha, ha. You've been ah, called, so the animal is a bull. Right. The animal would be okay. a bull. Okay. Not said. So, all right. Uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we go deep into the aging room with Old Fart Freddy. Yup. And uh, also, we will bring on the owner and founder and creator of the Aging Room, Raphael Nodell, who will join us. We'll find out uh, what the worldwide ho- hype is about on his brands and lots more. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hello, this is Paul Joyle from Ocean State Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Hi, this is Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for This Day in American Classic History. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. Game over. Making mountains move, Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by... Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium bodied blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, we're back live, and we have Raphael Nadell with us. Raphael, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dave, for having me here. Raphael is a cigar manufacturer, 
a violinist, a piano player, and a world-renowned tennis star. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, for and those that are watching me, uh, you can see that my body's really not made to, to play tennis, <laughs> yeah. so that's okay. You got a, you got a famous name anyway, uh, but uh, before we get to your cigars and everything, uh, with this day in American classic history is a little uh, contest we do uh, each and every week. Today is October 26th. We're going to have a little contest between you and Mr. Jonathan. Oh, well. I t oh, that's not fair. It's true. It's not. And this yeah, is American I'm outclassed. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to let you go first, and I'm going to give you a, uh, tell you about a certain person, and you're going to guess what year it happened. Oh. Okay? So uh, Seth Woody Woodbury McFarlane, a.k.a. Seth McFarlane, director, actor, voice actor, producer, and animator, and comedian from Family Guy, American Dad, The Cleveland Show, the movie Ted. Um, he began uh, as a cartoonist. Um, oh, no, he is coming out with a cartoon, believe it or not, The, the Flintstones, the Fox Network. Nice. Rebringing that back. Uh, Can't that. wait to see what he does that, with that. Coming soon. Today is his birthday. What year was he born? 1962. 1962. Ooh, I'm going to have to go with uh, 19... 69 for the block, Alec. 1973, so Mr. Jonathan's the closest. Yeah, baby. going over. Yeah, okay. baby. So now we're going to go to Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Hillary Diane Rod Rodman Clinton, a.k.a. Hillary Clinton, a.k.a. The Beast mm. from the East. <laughs> Former First Lady uh, uh, went for U.S. President in 2008, served uh, 67th U.S. Secretary of State under President Obama from 2009 to 2013, former U.S. Senator from New York, hates cigars, hates them. Good, I hate her. She uh, was born in 1957. 1957. Same as the 57 Chevy. Oh, oh, but and they have the same size back the same end. Same size back end, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's not the correct answer. Though. It's pretty good. What year do you think she was uh, born? Well, she seems old. Every time I see her, she looks older and older. Yes, she does. Uh, I will say she must be uh, well, seventy-five now. No, no, no. Must be uh, I don't know, nineteen forty-nine. Oh, forty-nine. He says. Oh wow, that's Ooh. pretty. That's pretty old. That's old. That's pretty old. You're both over. Get out of here. 1947. She's wow. She is but old. I was the closest one. Without hey, wait a minute. Over. But she went over. Hey, wait a minute. The latest thing is everyone wins and everyone gets the thing. So I <laughs> have to tell you, we, we are both so winners here. Not here, <laughs> not here on the Cigar Authority. Yeah, we're old school oh, here. So you mean we're not politically correct? We are not. We are <laughs> okay. the opposite. Oh, my God. Okay. Have you we, listened to the show? Uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm um, trying to make a point. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan, Pat Sajak. Oh, it's, uh, it's Raphael's turn. No, it is not. I went first. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, yes. Pat Sajak. Uh, he's a former weatherman, an actor, a talk show host, best known for his game show Wheel of Fortune with Vanna White. Over 20 years they've been doing that show. And he she is still hot. And he looks exactly the same. He does. He does. I do him too. She looks better though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was born today. What year? Oh my God! Wow. He seems that's. He seems young, but no, I, I will go with. Uh, 52? 52. Ooh, 52. Now, I think that he went a little over, so I'm going to say 1940. 1940? I'm saying 1940. Can you ask? He gets the win. Oh, I get the point. And the question is, is he older or younger than Hillary Clinton? He's, he's younger. He's older. No kidding. 
So wow. she hit the wall, and he's doing okay. 1946. Well, she married Bill. Well, that'll do it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Bubba. Almost endless nice. Okay, uh, Raphael, this is to you. No, this is to Mr. Jonathan. Yep. Uh, John Leslie Coogan, a.k.a. Jackie Coogan, child star, former... Uh, Charlie Chaplin discovered him. That's a little hint. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, later played Uncle Fester on the 1960s wow. sitcom The Addams Family. Uh, he was married to World War II pinup girl and movie star Betty Grable. He was born in 1907. Fact, just give me the two points. That is no two points. Okay. But he says 2000. He <laughs> 1907. Says 1907. Well, that's that's older. Look than at him though. playing the man right 19, here. He's looking at me oh, to see yes. if I if I'm playing yeah, yeah, I, high I, or low. Yes, yes. I I'll go with nineteen ten. Nineteen ten. Nineteen fourteen would win. Wow. Okay. So I got Raphael. That's the first point. That's the first point. He has one point. There's only one more question. Okay. Right, so this is this is it. This is for the win. This is the last he goes question. First. Dun, dun, you go first. Dun, dun. Charles William Post. A.K.A. C.W. Post, American businessman, pioneer in the prepared food industry, creator of Postum cereals, later Post cereals. Right. We're doing this because of the cereal right, we have here. Right, absolutely. Grape nuts, uh, cornflakes, and lots of others he created. C.W. Post, born this day, what year? 1905. 1905. 1888. And and are, are you looking? Are you looking at? Are you googling this thing? It's an iPod. Oh, okay, Google on okay. an iPod. Well, I don't know. I don't know much uh, about technology, <laughs> but I see you hanging there. You guys are both over 1854. Wow. Oh. So, so tie uh, game. Would that make it love if this was tennis? We're gonna give the win to Raphael because oh, uh, because he's not because he's not me. Team. <laughs> So uh, this day in American Classic history brought to you by Alec Bradley Cigars, American Classic Cigars, affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early parts of the 20th century. Celebrate today, October 26th, with an Alec Bradley cigar. So that's that's how the game is played. We Absolutely. Want, we want to do a little game thing for us, but and now it's, now it's all about you and the cigars. Well, thank you very much. I'm, by the way, I'm glad that these questions were not part of my citizenship exam. Maria, nice. Going very well on that. So you are a U.S. citizen. I am. I am. So let's go. Let's go back to the very beginning. The very beginning. You're you're a young boy in in Cuba. Right. And uh, you de- your family decides we want out of here. Well, my family decided that a long time ago. Uh, back on the, right, the day after Castro took over, or maybe a few days before they took over. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, they were in tune what was going to happen. No one believed it. And uh, they wanted to leave, but uh, it wasn't until 1980 that I w- my, we were able to leave. And, uh, and and this was when a lot of people left, right? Well, this is the Marielle Boatlift. Marielle right? Boatlift. For those uh, that are listening, they, if they have seen the movie uh, Scarface. That's pretty much uh, how I came in a boat, and we had the opportunity to leave the country. We came in a boat and spent four days on the sea. And that obviously cigars were <laughs> not in my mind at the time. Right. Surviving and making it here was. You were a teenager. I was 15 at the 15. time. And uh, it was just happened that I missed my, uh, I was able to leave because uh, in Cuba, you have to serve the military uh, when you're 15 to, to 18. Okay. And it was like a few days before, so I was able to leave at the time. Yeah, nope. before you had to go. Before. So four days, it's, it's only 90 miles, 100 miles. 90 miles. 
Why does it take four days to get there? Well, it normally does, and it takes 12, 13 hours, but there was a really bad weather, and the captain, when they gave uh, the, of our boat, when we got the okay to leave the island, he said, we're not staying here. <laughs> you know, it's worth it's going to yeah, we'll, uh, we'll risk, our life. risk our life to stay in, in, in Cuba. So after he'd been there for a month waiting for us, we got into uh, in, into a really bad weather, and, and it was a trim boat that a friend of my dad rented to take us, uh, to bring us from Cuba, and um, 300 people in this, uh, you know, in this boat. And for those of uh, that have seen that movie, Scarface, you can see the boat full of people. Um, at the time, Castro just took a lot of criminals and a lot of people from mental institution. Uh, yeah. If you were in jail uh, with serving a 30-year sentence, they will tell you, you want to go to the United States or stay here? And... Um, I don't know. They were figuring that people well, would say no. Huh? You'd have to be insane to leave Cuba. <laughs> Absolutely. Only yeah, if you were right. criminal or you were gay, by the way. If you were gay, you were allowed to leave the country. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So many of my friends said, which, which one you were? You were a criminal or gay? Well, I have to, you know, they have to guess. But anyway. Wow. So your family says we're going to go and you come with nothing. Uh, we we came with nothing. We we were you know uh, we were just with the clothes that we were wearing, and of course after four days on the sea and uh, getting sick and all those things, that wasn't really worth anything. So we got really here with nothing, nothing. And the amazing thing was once the Coast Guard got us and was able to take us to Key West, and uh, they, they were interviewing the people when they came in because again a lot of criminals came in. The first thing that I got was we got a Coca-Cola, which I've never seen in my life. Never even seen Never it. seen a Coca-Cola in my life. And an apple. Did you know what Coca-Cola was? I, I, I knew. I yeah. knew because, you know, it existed in Cuba before, and we heard stories, you know. <laughs> oh, well, you know. There was a soda around oh, in the yeah, old days. There was a, the old days. There was a Coca-Cola. And uh, so I got a Coca-Cola uh, at the time uh, in, a, in, a, in a can, in a can and an apple. And i never seen an apple in my life. No apples in Cuba. There's no apples in Cuba. The weather is not, you know. There's nothing in Cuba, so you don't expect Coca Cola and apples. Sugar cane and tobacco. Sugar cane, tobacco, rum, and coffee, which is, but again, you know. You know, in this boat, and for those of uh, that have seen that movie, Scarface, you can see the boat full of people. Um, at the time, Castro just took a lot of criminals and a lot of people from mental institution. Uh, yeah. If you were in jail uh, with serving a 30-year sentence, they will tell you, you want to go to the United States or stay here? And um, I don't know. They were figuring that people well, would say no. Huh? You'd have to be insane <laughs> to leave Cuba. Absolutely. Only yeah, if you were right. criminal or you were gay, by the way. If you were gay, you were allowed to leave the country. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So many of my friends said, which, which one you were? You were a criminal or gay? Well, I have to, you know, they have to guess. But anyway. Wow. So your family says we're going to go and you come with nothing. Uh, we, we came with nothing. We, we were, you know, uh, we were just with the clothes that we were wearing. And, of course, after four days on the sea and uh, getting sick and all those things, that wasn't really worth anything. So we got really here with nothing. Nothing. And the amazing thing was, once the Coast Guard got us and was able to take us to Key West, and uh, they, they were interviewing the people when they came in, because again, a lot of criminals came in. The first thing that I got was we got a Coca Cola, which I've never seen in my life. Never even seen Never it. seen a Coca Cola in my life. And an apple. Did you know what Coca-Cola was? I, I, I knew. I yeah. knew because, you know, it existed in Cuba before, and we heard stories, you know. Oh, well, you know. There was a soda around oh, in the yeah, old days. Oh, yeah, there was a, the old days. There was a Coca-Cola. And uh, so I got a Coca-Cola uh, at the time uh, in, a, in, a, in a can, 
in a can and an apple. And I never seen an apple in my life. No and, uh, never seen no an apples apple. in no Cuba. There's no apples in Cuba. It's, the weather is not, you know. There's nothing in Cuba, so you don't expect Coca-Cola and apple. Sugar cane and tobacco. Sugar cane, tobacco, rum. And coffee, which is, but again, you know, most Cubans don't have uh, access to that at the time. Anyway. When you were hungry, you would eat anything. Oh, my God. And I have to tell you, it is amazing. So even up to these days, when I have a really tough, because, you know, cigar business, like any other business, is tough. And you have your ups and downs, and, you, you know, you have things. When I get home and after a hard day, I get a Coke and an apple. Get wow. and, uh, out of here. I, I, I swear. As a matter of fact, yesterday I get to the hotel room, and my wife is staying with me here in Boston. And uh, So I, you have to keep them in a place and, then you know, investigate them and what have you. So that's what we went through for a few days until another friend of my dad um, got us out of the camp and took us to New York City. So they were looking for some sort of sponsor or something to say, okay, this person, you're going to go with this person. We're just not going to let you roam the streets. Uh, uh, absolutely. And, okay. and, and, and that's what we saw, the charity of the American people. We got uh, a lot of institutions that we got. The, the, the thing at the time was to get people out of Miami and to different uh, locations because, um, you know, a community couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah. A community couldn't handle that. So we went to New York City. Uh, beautiful. I mean, can you imagine? A kid like me, 15-year-old, coming from a little town in Cuba, go to New York City. And the first thing I saw, all these huge buildings. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. Until two days, I, until now, I love that city, and I love big cities, and, and, and it's just, just a tremendous experience. What amazes me, you, you being an American citizen growing up here since the age of 14, 15, that you, I've never heard you in the last couple of days, and we've spent a lot of time together. Right. You have nothing but positive things to say about the United States, whereas Dave and I grew up here our entire lives, and we complain more about this country than anybody else well, because we have no perspective. Exactly, but I have to tell you, there's a lot to complain at these days. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. However, I see it, I, I see it in a positive light, and, and because at the end I know the resilience of the American people, and at the end how... Americans always make it happen. So, yeah, it is true. I complain somehow, and I complain how Americans don't have the insight to see what is happening, how much we're losing our freedoms. Our freedoms are being violated every single day, and sometimes we just sit down and uh, don't fight for it. And uh, when I, uh, it's funny because you were going into history and all these great people, but um, it was different in the United States. People fought for their right, fought for what we have today. And I think sometimes we just sit down. So there's a lot, a lot to complain about it, but um, it's something that, um, that at the end I'm positive, and I know that uh, America will survive, will make it. And I'll tell you, I travel a lot, as you know, Dave and Mr. Yeah. Jonathan. There's just a lot of good things about the United States. There's it's better not. than everything else we have. But I do have the perspective of a communist country, yeah. uh, a country that, let's see, you couldn't think, you couldn't uh, work uh, for you, you had to work for the government. They took all the money you did. Um, they, they tell you that you couldn't have a business or they make your life miserable. Um, a lot of those things are happening. Right, uh, anyway. Happening now. You, you, you can see that this is what they want. And we know that it doesn't work anywhere. It, it has been tried and, and we know it failed. It failed. And for the few countries that still uh, uh, have that philosophy, like, North Korea and yes. Cuba, and we know that that's you know that doesn't work. And the country will go over to them with a microphone. You happy here? And they look at them and say, Oh yes, of course I am. 
because they wouldn't dare say any different, you know, in front of them because they'll be killed. They will be killed. And, uh, and you know, and then sometimes Castro will go and talk and you have millions of people go and rally. And, uh, of course, w they were forced to go. Really? And they, they, they actually might have got, you know, some lunch for, you know, they have not eaten for a few days. So, of course, they will do that for, for lunch. But what we, don't, we miss here sometimes is the little signs that, you know, these things about listening to your phone calls, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the taxes that keep going on. All these politicians uh, think that they know better than you. I live through that. Right. I know where that leads. And I have to tell you, it doesn't lead to a good place. Yeah. And they need to listen to those people that have been through it. That's what they need to end up listening to. So from there you move on. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to get to, before we get to the top of the hour, to get to when you get to cigars. But you're 15 years old. You come to New York City. And you don't get into the cigar business. No, no, no. I, I had studied music in Cuba since I was six. Uh, being a communist country, I went to school of music when I was six. And I say I would like to play drums. I love rock and roll. I love all that. Which, by the way, was illegal in Cuba to listen to rock and roll. That's how bad it was. So you, I'm, uh, I'm, I go to the school and say I want to play drums. And say, no. You're going to start a violin, <laughs> you know? And uh, wow. it's six vi Because violin's big for, for, for <laughs> oh, kids. So yeah, no, I'm a six-year-old with a violin. Yeah. So, uh, But anyway, so I love music, so that's what I studied. I studied violin. So I come to New York City, had a tremendous opportunity to go to Manhattan School of Music, a great, great institution, and I play violin, took on piano, music uh, direction and uh, so for those three years that I was there in New York I was studying music and that's what I thought I was going to do my whole life yes music that was that's all Did I you play like in the subway with the violin case open and people didn't, didn't get to do that unfortunately I was uh, very lucky like I've been all my life and um, and uh, even being in Cuba I thought I was lucky because it gave me a perspective that some other people don't have it uh, so I was very lucky I played an orchestra I got a scholarship and, uh, no, I did work in a, in a store um, a few times, a few hours a day, but, uh, but I was very lucky. I got a scholarship, I got music. Uh, lucky. You're the, yeah. one of the hardest working people I know. Oh, are none. There's no luck involved. You're a hard worker. You earned everything that you have. It is, it is true. It is true. But, but I, I felt, you know, I, I was touched by God, and it, it really helped me a, a lot. So I was studying music for those three years yeah. and, until I moved to Miami yeah. because my parents, my mom, my dad, they all wanted to go to Miami. That's where all the Cubans are. Yes. That's their dream. And uh, although I was starting for, to go to Julia, I, um, I moved to Miami. And I have to tell you, I used to cry every single night for a few months. There was no symphony orchestra in Miami at the time. Uh, at this point, you're hooked. I you yeah. live to play the violin oh, I did. and the cello and the piano. Well, because I have to tell you, I had to, to say thanks to my dad and my mom, because although... I many times didn't want to practice, and, and again, I practiced six or seven hours every day since I was six. Wow. My dad and my mom said, you took this, and you're going to do it, because you finish what you start. Good for and, them. Um, yeah. And they forced me, and I, I appreciate that very much. Wow. So you go, you go to Miami. There is no symphony, so you have to find another job. I, I have to find another job. And actually, I started an opera group, which I was directed. And uh, one of the benefactors of this group that gave us money for the opera group um, uh, was a doctor that worked in the hospital. And when I told him I needed a job, he said, well, the only thing I have is cleaning floors in a hospital. 
you know, here's an 18 year old, 18 and a half. Um, and I said, I'll do it. I mean, for me, yeah. you know, you do whatever you need. Sure. And that's what we start doing. The cleaning floors in a hospital. Cleaning floors in a hospital. Believe me, I know you're listening to a cigar radio show and you say, where did the cigars come in? They're going to come in right after the break. We're going to tell you. We're smoking aging room with Rafael Nordell. He's telling his story. Let me tell you, it's a fascinating story. And it takes him all the way into the aging room. And we'll get to that when we come back. When we come back, we have news, uh, a new smoking band in New Hampshire, possibly. Um, a 133 ring gauge cigar. Oh, How crazy wow. is this? Uh, Old Fat Freddy walks the line in the aging yeah, room. Yeah, Nice. Looking I, forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> we might lose a sponsor over this oh, one. Wow. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a look in the asylum and get Debonair with uh, with Chuck Morrison, who will be uh, on uh, recording for us and lots more. So we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We have an aging room event going on. Come by, meet Rafael Nadell, and uh, see uh, all the swag you can get uh, when you get here, and you'll see all about what's happening with that uh, when we come back. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when Network. This, this is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group so make them feel like there's a crowd here it's time to light them up it's time for the cigar authority well if you learned anything today it won't be the truth i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell and we're back live from two guys smoke shop in salem new hampshire it's the aging room with rafael nadell come on down he's got the brand swag aging room it's boutique blends uh, if you want to meet Raphael, he should actually write a book. He should write a book. And by the way, this is not I Love Lucy. This is not Ricky Ricardo. Uh, yes. you might, the accent might be, but it's not. Uh, this is Raphael Nodell. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and uh, right now we're smoking the Aging Room Havau. Outstanding. Is that how you say Havau? Havau. Havau. I like it. Perfect for my palate. I like the milder stuff myself, but I will say mild in strength but rich in flavor. With a lot of flavor. And that's what we try to do with the aging room. By the way, Havao in Spanish means a combination of black and white. And that's exactly what it is, because it has a beautiful Connecticut shade wrapper from Ecuador. But oh, just, Ecuador. Okay. But it just aged a tremendous amount of time. It just aged an unbelievable amount of time. And inside has an old Dominican blend from Hoshi's Farm. It's an amazing cigar. Mild, but with a lot of flavor. This is what we call mild plus, a lot of flavor. So what you've learned over the years is that aging does magic things to tobacco. Leaves. Well, I have to tell you, for, great, for good tobacco, it makes it better. Yeah. For bad tobacco, it doesn't do anything. Makes, it makes it old, It makes it just, just the same. <laughs> bad tobacco will be bad all their life. And it's just like people. Just like people. <laughs> you cannot change people. You can, you know, get better, but no, you cannot change people. Absolutely. So I hate to put it down, but I have to because we try to light up two cigars during the show. I still have plenty left on that cigar, and uh, I will get to that later. 
But uh, tell us about this aging room we have right here. The wow, the, the aging room Quattro S55. It's called Quattro because it's box press. And the aging room, one of the things that allows uh, Dave and Jonathan is uh, that it allows to to have a small production, small batches, and the S55, which is something that we're going to smoke now, the S55 is a cigar that uses a, a Sumatra wrapper from 2003. And I don't know what you guys were doing in 2003. I had like, you know, maybe 40 pounds less. Uh, yeah, so time does matter. Uh, size sometimes, I, you know, doesn't matter. Uh, does not matter. That's what my wife keeps telling that's, me. Yeah? I don't yeah. believe her. Yeah. She doesn't say it with conviction. She yeah. doesn't say it with conviction. <laughs> well, in my case, you know, I keep, I keep getting bigger by the day. But anyway, um, the, the, the F55 has all Dominican blend. It's a, it's a medium cigar, had a tremendous also age over eight years, and obviously the wrapper is 10 years uh, old. Tremendous amount of flavor on this cigar. Highly rated, highly rated. Got 93 by Cigar Aficionado, this particular size, the Concerto. And by the way, we have all of our sizes are music terms because that's, you know, as if I couldn't make it on the music, so at least I can make it on the cigar <laughs> and, uh, you know, to some reminiscence of that. So that's uh, a concerto, and that's what uh, this size, uh, uh, a 50 by, uh, by 7, uh, beautiful box press, beautiful wrapper, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a medium with a lot of, a lot of flavor to it. Very complex uh, cigar. And that's what we've been doing, even with the Havao and in all our brands and all our blends. We are trying, we, you know what? We're not making cigars for everyone. We only make a cigar for people that are looking for complex blends. It doesn't have to be a strong, yeah. but it has to be complex. But our idea is when you smoke a cigar, an aging room cigar or a swag cigar, you will enjoy, you get changes uh, uh, in different oh, parts yeah. of, the, of the... Complex. Complexity is what we're looking yes. for. Flavor, aroma... That's what we're looking for. You got it. You got it. And uh, you have footbands on it. They're beautifully packaged. And besides one, and we'll get into that cigar later on, every cigar is under $10. Well, that's, that's listen, uh, you know, if you're like me, the economy is really hard right now. And the cigar doesn't have to be extremely harder. Our margins are lower, but we try to bring the best cigar uh, to the people for the, for the average smoker. So when you smoke an eight-year-old cigar, it doesn't have to be just once, uh, you know, once in a while. This is a cigar we're pricing it so people can enjoy it in an everyday basis. Okay, we're going to take uh, a second here. We're going to cut our cigar uh, from a friend of yours. I know uh, uh, he's a friend, and he's part of the story as we get going on. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I'm going to cut the little cap off the cigar here. And open it up for me. And this is a box press cigar. And uh, we're going to light it up. Have you seen this lighter before? No, I haven't. This is the Black Label Lighter by um, Vertigo. Vertigo. And look at the flame on it. Oh, wow. It's like you paint. It expands. Yeah. And it, huh. it goes wide. And you actually paint the um, cigar. Here, Very nice. Mine. Very nice. Flip it with your thumb. There you go. There you go. So, so while you guys light it, why don't yeah. I do my thing here? Okay. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. We are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist 
We demand you light up an aging gum cigar along with us right now. You can catch us syndicated on any number of stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you can always tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live and catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. We've got our good friends over at the Cigar Station replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1, and 11 to 1, that's thecigarstation.com. Now, Raphael, I know you, uh, you've been on other radio shows before, cigar radio shows, but this one's a little different because we actually smoke cigars. Absolutely. No, it's very different being in a studio like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're lighting up uh, this gray cigar and... Uh, and there's um, no cigar. And there's no cigar. <laughs> it's make-believe. Oh, wow. It's like so many things. Yes, like so many things. But you listen, and, it, and it's tougher doing inside a, a different store each time or, or going on location to the different places we've gone over the years. But uh, I think it's very important to stay true to ourselves and light the cigar. And, and this is what it's all about. And, yeah. and I love this show because you not only talk about cigars, you talk about other things. We're talking about my story, which, you know, some people might say, well, what, did, what do I care? Oh, they, it's going to come full circle when, you, when you get to the point. So now you work in mopping, uh, mopping floors in hospitals. That's Absol- where we left off. Absolutely. Back as, as 1983, Miami. Drugs are all over the place, all the Cubans that came in uh, at the time, uh, you know, so it's very famous. That's where you start seeing all this Miami Vice and all yep, these things yep. going on. And I'm mapping floors. <clears throat> Made it, had a tremendous opportunity. Someone told me in this country, you work hard, you make it hard, and you, you, all you have to do is work hard and stay out of trouble. And that's what I did. Yeah. And I made it to, uh, in four years to... Kept moving up in the hospital business until I became the director of finance of that hospital. Hang on a second. You went from mopping the floors to the director of finance. Finance at the hospital. And I must say that my English was a lot worse than it is today. Unbelievable. So I had to work and I had to, you know, I really never liked numbers, but I had to do in order to um, move up. And I thought that as an opportunity. Healthcare was just uh, in a lot of changes. You didn't go from mopping to waxing. Right. <laughs> well, I did that. I did that. Yeah, Those are my first steps. But I have to say, one thing that I always done that is applied to the cigars, I work harder. I was the best, the best person cleaning floor. There was you no know, two way about it. If there's there going to be, if you're going to do it, you may as well be the best. You may as well. You're doing it anyways. Absolutely. So you want to be the best in everything. And that's what I teach my kids and, I, and my friends. You have to be the best at whatever it is. Sometimes I hear people say, well, you know, I just, uh, I'm average because this is not my stepping tone. I'm going to move on to another thing. I say, no, you're not. You know why? Because you're not the best at what you're doing. Right. You have to be the best at what you do it to move up. And that's what I did. Continue, became director of finance later became the administrator of the hospital, had a tremendous great opportunity, and uh, went to another company. As a matter of fact, I met yesterday someone here that is a new employee of yours, yes. uh, here at Two Guys Cigars, that I worked for the same hospital chain that I, have, I worked with, and I had a tremendous opportunity. Mary, in the meantime, Mary again, got my, uh, my wife, Alina, uh, a psychiatrist, which family have been on the cigar business all her life. Wow. Uh, as a matter of fact, they went to Tampa because the Oliva family uh, of Tampa helped them to get to uh, to Tampa, and uh, they used to distribute Aurora cigars before Miami cigars. Wow. So this is all in the family, and then meet a great guy, uh, my best friend, and uh, been my partner for a long time, um, Hank Bishop. Hank was a, a, a therapist in our organization at the time. It was a psychiatric hospital, and uh, Hank told me one day, Ralph, let's go and meet this guy for lunch, which remind me of you. 
when I go there, we go to a little Havana. I saw this this guy with chores, also heavy at the time. It's no longer heavy. And who is it? Nick Perdomo. Nick Perdomo no got kidding. to meet Nick, got to have lunch with Nick. I, I smoked my first cigar there, uh, La Tradición Cubana, who it was, yeah. and uh, at Dos Rios that he was making, a box press, a reddish uh, um, yeah. uh, wrapper. And uh, bought my first box of cigar, and I uh, love it so much. Uh, Nick made an impact on me, and uh, it's enough for those of you that know Nick Perdomo. He's just a, Not a hard-working guy. You guys must have got along famously. Tremendous hard-working, uh, outspoken, uh, a lot of ideas. Don't and, talk to him uh, about politics unless oh, he wants to go to blows. Well, we got him elected as councilman of my, uh, of my town in Miami next, so that, that was very interesting, and having someone like Nick there. And so... That's how I started on the cigar business. Wow. That, uh, so Nick, and who happened later, moved across my house, and now we're neighbors, good friends, a mentor, and really someone that I really hope to, not only on his business, but on the personal side, his family, beautiful family, oh, and I'm dedicated time to his family, uh, because this is a hard business, like anything you do. Sure. Uh, you travel a lot, but uh, uh, still he found time for his family, and that was, uh, so that's how I started on the cigars. Yep, so you said, okay, let me get into the cigars, give up your high-paying job, all the benefits, everything, because let me do what you actually like now. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. I thought it was easier ah. <laughs> that I was uh, wrong. <laughs> and I'll tell you, everybody that looks into cigar stores at cigar manufacturers, and, and some people make it look easy. But it really is a tough, tough business. We have the government trying to stop us, health trying to stop us, to think it's no good for us because of the ignorance that they don't realize what, what premium cigars are all about. Um, and the, uh, the, the naysayers of they just don't want us. You know, I don't think there's another industry out there that uh, people try to put out of business. No, no. I, when I smoke cigars these days, I tell my friends, when you're smoking a cigar, this is, you're like a freedom fighter, yeah. okay? Uh, you know, you're, you're picking up, instead of picking a gun, you're picking up a cigar. Because that's what it is. Uh, I would remember being in Russia, and there were a few manufacturers, and uh, we got an interview, and someone says, uh, who's your bigger competitor? And they were probably looking to an answer like Perdomo, yeah, and yeah. Rocky Patel, and some others. And I said, the government. That's right. But Absolutely. what do you mean? It's the government. That's the right answer. Uh, that's the right answer. I got two gotta, points. I'm the winner. <laughs> but um, it, is, it is that I wake up every day and say, what is the government going to do today to put me out of business? Yes. Okay? Regardless of the taxes that we're paying that seems to be excessive, excessive and higher every day. But uh, that's, that's what it is. The government is our biggest competitor and trying to. And it's, it's, not, it's fun. It's not what America was built on. Right. I got a little flavor for you uh, that I'm picking up. Salted. Coffee, caramel. Wow. A little coffee, a little caramel, salt. Huh? A little, little salty salt. caramel with a hint, hint of dark, deep espresso coffee. This is, a, this is a little heavier. I would say medium, medium plus a little bit. Medium plus. It has a little bit of uses, a little bit more uh, ligero, obviously. The wrapper uh, balances out the flavor, but still, you're right. I, I feel I, I pick up some cocoa sometimes, uh, a little bit of cinnamon hints, and... Uh, and obviously, obviously very earthy because of all the aging that has gone into into the cigar. But what you're always going to have on this aging room, Quattro, at 5.5, is a great ex smoking experience. Beautiful ashes um, all the time. Yeah, the, the ashes is great. And which is not easy to obtain in a, in a, in a, in a, in a box press cigars because a lot of things can go wrong. 
Now, so why how did you F55? Ed55. Well, our first small batch was the M356, and now the Ed55. We are naming these blends based on the day of the year that we do the blending. And, and you know, again, we go to the factory, we start getting tobacco from here and there. If someone has seen a cooking show, and unfortunately we don't have cigar blending shows, but if you see a cooking show, you get the people, the chef, mixing the things. That's what we do. And, and we have to write all these things down. So that's Friday the 55 days of the year of last year. So it was uh, maybe February 23rd, I believe, and it was a Friday, the 55 day of last year, when we first got this wrapper out of uh, 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 to try it, and then uh, we uh, came out with this final blend for the S55. So, so there's numbers out there of things you never used before. You oh, like absolutely, because uh, for every single one, I mean, for this S55, we did mostly around... Uh, probably 20 to 30 uh, different blends okay. until we finalize what we really want. And, you know, it's not a winner all the time, but we have been uh, successful lately in just putting out blend after blend what after blend. What happens when you come up with your 365th blend? You run out of numbers. Well, we start with the following. Day. Actually, in the way we put it on the factory, it's Ed 55 and has more numbers to it. But obviously, we can have fit all of them sure. here, but that it has a number like this one is F55, it has the H on the bottom, next which is indicates that it's a, it is Habano, all Habano uh, blend, and then it has the S, the Sumatra, so we have these numbers okay. that we can identify, pretty much like I was talking today yesterday, how some of the barcodes in the store mean some things, That's so right. we codify this, so maybe if a blend that we didn't use and later on we come across, we can immediately tell what it has. Okay, I dare uh, go into this next segment, but I think we should, uh, and I worry about Looking it. Looking forward. Looking uh, forward. Yeah, I'm actually a little nervous, too, because Raphael did tell me that I could go as hard as I want, as hard as the radio station would let me go. Oh, were you talking about what? You were talking about this. I thought you were talking about something else. Was that oh. hard, as hard as you want. Oh, oh well. All right, well, oh, well. Yeah. We, could be, uh, we could be getting ourselves into a little trouble. All right, it's time to go uh, listen to Old Fat Freddy. He's back live in the aging room, if we can. Here is Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, horror films leave nothing to the imagination. In my day, scary movies were so scary, if you banged on the metal backing of the seat in front of you, you could give everyone in the theater heart failure. Nowadays, Halloween costumes are disposable. People buy a new one every single year. In my day, you bought one costume until you either outgrew it or it wore out. My brother, Old Fod Pat, and I had a horse costume, and I was always the ass end. Nowadays, people let black cats walk across their paths. They walk under ladders and step on cracks on the sidewalks without even giving it a second thought. In my day, if a black cat found its way across your path, you had to catch it and lick all the bad juju off it. We were horror-banging horse asses that licked the bad juju off of every p***y that crossed our path. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. <coughs> oh, hairballs. Thank <laughs> you. 
<laughs> that is funny. Oh, thank that God. That is very funny. <laughs> I think we got. I think we got a beep on that one. We did a couple of ones, maybe one. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Have them ready just in case. Whew. Okay. All right. So um, you liked it? Absolutely. It's right. great. I, I just love the idea. I just love uh, <laughs> uh, learning a little bit about uh, him. Old Park Freddy. Yeah. Old Park Freddy. And you met him yesterday. I did meet. Uh, you know what? I didn't know there was an actual Freddy. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I didn't know there was an actually an old fat Pat. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> is. Brother. We have a backup. Yeah, <laughs> we have a backup. <laughs> yeah. And I and I met Mrs. Freddy. Yes, yes Mrs. You did. Freddy. Mrs. Fart Freddy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and she actually called herself a Mrs. Fa old she Fart did, Freddy. Yeah. So absolutely. And, and Mrs. Jonathan uh, is Jonathan. I'll tell you, I'm all like, I'm all hopped up. I was afraid <laughs> he was going to be like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We're pulling our funding. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Absolutely, because this is all about when you smoke a cigar, it's have fun, enjoy the company, Absolutely. And, 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 and laugh. You, you spend three days in our store, you see what we're all about, it's fun and goofy stuff, and just keep... If I'm going to be in the business 28 years, I'm going to have fun doing it at least. No, absolutely. I love your dinners and I love everything. Yeah. And I love the promotions and everything you do. It is the how you do it. So, so the thing I'm curious about, yeah. how did you come to meet Hochi Blanco? Oh, well, uh, when... When we were making cigars, just like everyone else was making cigars, trying to appeal to everyone else and things like that. And uh, we started working on a project uh, of a new cigar. And we know we wanted a Dominican tobacco, so we started going to the different farms and started uh, trying to do that. The idea was to take those uh, tobacco and take it to Nicaragua and make the cigars on Nicaragua. And uh, although we have a, a small factory in Dominican, we wanted to take the tobacco and, and blend it with some of our Nicaraguan tobacco. However, I met uh, Hochi, uh, and he brought me a tremendous amount of, uh, of blends. And uh, we were working actually on one project, and we became the SWAC, Puro Dominicano, uh, because of just all tobacco from his farm. When I saw that tobacco, Hank and I were in Dominican after days of blending cigars, and we sat down one night after dinner. Because, by the way, this is the only business that after you be smoking for work all day, you go and relax and light up a cigar. Yeah. This is uh, an amazing thing. So if you can imagine ourselves, after working two or three days on blends, we were sitting in a... In a hotel, Camp David Hotel, which is in, in, in Santiago, in Dominican Republic, uh, in the, in the Cibao Valley, overlooking, is in the mountain, overlooking the beautiful valley in an afternoon with a little bottle of rum, and we started uh, trying a, a blend that we did about three days before. And we continue going and, and having some other blends. And that night, as soon as we light up the cigar, Hank and I look itself and say, you know, we got a winner. And uh, so that's how we started. We started with Hoshi working with the tobacco on his farm. And, uh, and obviously then Boutique Blend was created because I saw a vision. Things were uh, difficult for us, but I saw a new vision, which was making cigars out of a small, a small production cigar with tobacco, a little amount of tobacco we have, uh, Hochi had for, uh, for many, many years on different, uh, different uh, years. And that's the issue is you, you don't know, when you start saving a wrapper in 2003, it's, there's only so much wrapper from 2003. That's You're going to run out, and there's lots and lots of brands. We're not going to mention names, but there's lots of brands that have dates like the tobacco came from that date. And continue and forever. It's, yeah, it's, it's an indefinite amount, and there's no possible way you could have tobacco well, from 2003 
for the rest of your life. I have to tell you, I think consumers are, are more aware of that these days, and you know that's why we created uh, uh, the blending system and the small batch productions. And when that tobacco is gone, it's gone. I don't care whether you're selling a lot, whether you're selling a lot of the production of uh, limited production that you see in the market. People are are based on how much they sell, how much they sell. Yeah. If you're selling a lot, then then they continue doing it. it doesn't sell a Even lot, though they ran out of 1990 tobacco, it, it, it may have been the 1990 or the 92 tobacco have run out, but it's still what we decided was listen we're going to go we have a vision and we're just going to produce so when you smoke our edgy room at 55 you know that always going to taste that way yes. because when that tobacco is gone it's gone is a wrapper gone no more of that production right and that's what i've been doing that's what uh it actually helped us that clarity and uh, we're talking about uh um, it's a scary thing, though, I would imagine, being that honest and saying, when it's out, it's out, and someone's going to try to hit you up for more of it, and the answer is no. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. And some people come and ask me, well, what, if I like that, that cigar, and I said, listen, you need to trust me, because what we're going to do, we're going to continue bringing new blends, uh, complex and, and, and blends with character, and you're going to continue to enjoy some of the things. But it's nothing new. You see it on the liquor. You see it on the wines, obviously. There's only so much wine from, from a particular year that you can do. And that's it. So we take it. We borrow that idea. That's what we're currently uh, doing. All right. Okay. I got one more question. Yeah. Do you have a segment you're going to? No, I got another All right. Question. So uh, the swag line comes from your son who's in music, DJ Absolutely. Infamous. Yeah, yes. How did that whole thing come about with Lil Wayne? What's the connection? Because we talked about it, but you told me the story yesterday, yes. and I found it fascinating. Yes, yeah, well, when, when, when we met uh, Hoshi, the project that we were uh, working on uh, was a, a new cigar that was going to be an old traditional Cuban-looking cigar, and uh, I remember my son just uh, got nominated for a Grammy, and uh, he produces music for Little Wayne and some other um, artists. Uh, but this particular nomination was for an album that he did for uh, Mr. Carter that he did for Little Wayne. So my wife and I are in um, in Los Angeles at the at the Grammy uh, uh, night, and um, after the the party, he didn't win the nomination. Well, he didn't he didn't he had three. Three nomination. He won only one. Uh, he all. was Just well. Yeah. That's what all. a shame. Yeah, that's, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, boring. Yeah, yeah, boring. Right. A 29-year-old only one. That's not. Yeah. And he was up to some great artists. So he got album of the year, uh, rap album of the year, and he had a different nomination. But he won one. And my son is very, very low key. He doesn't want to go to the after party. As a matter of fact. He had two tickets to walk on the, in the red carpet, and uh, he said, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to walk on the red carpet. I said, you should. No, no, he didn't. So my wife and I, you know, walk in the red carpet, good, of being course. Being good parents and good representatives uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And it was great because these people were saying, who the heck is that guy saying hello? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but we did walk nice. the red carpet, and, um, and after the, the, the one of the after, after, after party, they kept getting, you know, harder and harder at all these parties. We were Little Wayne and some of his people, and I was passing a cigar, and Olivero's brand that I was doing, Olivero's King Hamano, that you might remember, yes, yeah. and that uh, was very successful for us. We're passing around this King Hamano, and Little Wayne comes and says, no, 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 we need a cigar with more... I have no idea what he said. Well, <laughs> my... <laughs> because those that know Little Wayne has, you know, all these gold teeth and what have you, can speak very well, and... Uh, ended up that he meant swag. We need a cigar with more swag. You know, being Cuban, being older, and uh, I had no idea what he meant, you know? Yeah. Because swag, I felt, it was only for those things that they give you uh, there, which we got a lot of swag. Yeah. And he said, no, no, 
he meant swag, style, swagger with this and that. Cooler. And yeah. cooler. Yeah. So we decided to do the swag cigar. And, uh, and that's what we, we did. We came out with the swag line. And, uh, and that was our first cigar on that line. And it became very successful. So that's why the swag line. But that particular blend that we did for swag, we just didn't have enough tobacco. Didn't have enough tobacco. That was the blend that Hank and I tried. And it was just amazing that night that I mentioned. It was just an amazing blend. The following day, we go and see Hochi. Say, this is it. We got a winner. Say, well, I only have a small amount of tobacco for this one, so we cannot do a regular production. So we changed the blend. We came out with a swag. We kept that cigar. We made some cigars. We kept it in our aging room. Yes. And everyone that will go to the factory will say, what are you smoking? Because everyone wants to see what you're smoking. Yes. And they say, what are you smoking? Well, bring, bring me one of the cigars from the aging room. No kidding. Aging room. Aging room. And uh, the next IPCPR came. And the ICPR, for those that are listening to us, is an opportunity where all the manufacturers come out with new blends, new concepts. And it's just a big lab, a big experiment uh, of cigar, which is like cigar heaven. And you go there, and, and you know, every manufacturer had new stuff. And uh, we didn't know what to come up with. We had this swag already, successful, um, for our first release. And we came out and said, wait a minute, we have a great blend already prepared. What are we going to call it? I don't know. Well, everyone says, bring me the cigar from the aging room. So that's how the aging room was grown after the swag. Wow. And, and, and now we are continuing those two lines, the swag and the aging room. And now you also have the swag Sobe or South Beach. The swag Sobe or South Beach. And that was a concept, I tell you, for that cigar, well... Uh, obviously, we are we are here in in, in, in uh, with the World World Series happening now. But in Miami, the Miami Heat won a couple of years yeah. the, the 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 Miami Heat in basketball, and the first time they won, we were at the last game with that blend. We had we were smoking three uh, four people in our office. We were at the finals, and uh, the uh, the game that they won on the fifth game, and uh, we decided to go to South Beach and celebrate the Miami Heat winning, and we had that blend that we had no idea when to release it. We just have no idea how to call it. We were in South Beach smoking, and for those of you that have been on South Beach, you get the, the music, you get the aroma of Cuban food or mojitos. So we're celebrating with mojitos and things like that, and we decided to call it Swag South Beach or Sobe, and which is short for South Beach, and that's how the Swag South Beach or Sobe came about. Very interesting. Yeah, and we try to introduce the cigars, not only the blends, but just like you, we like to have fun and really to want to, you know, uh, mix it with our experiences and the things yeah, that we do. Yeah, it's awesome to hear the back-end story of why you would call something what it's called. It's a, a great uh, knowledge of knowing where that came from. What I find so interesting is with Swag and Aging Room and Swag Sobe, you, it looks like your company is completely put together with with rooms of people getting together, coming up with these concepts. And when you tell the story, a lot of these names just happen. Just happen. Just happen. And you go with it. Well, we go with that because after having four mojitos, Cuban mojitos, <laughs> and having a cigar, everything looks great. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. This is so, a great idea. This is a winner. Yeah. And uh, that's our lab. So, yeah, no, it's not a bunch of people that coming up with ideas. It's just us sitting, having fun, and bringing to the consumer the stuff that we're doing. Okay, uh, we got to take a, a segment right now, and it's time to look at, um, where am I here, social media. Social media uh, is brought to you by a cigar that was built on social media, a brand called Recluse. You saw that Absolutely. today, right? So let's go to that. Yeah. 
Okay, these are the best tweets I saw all week. I'm posing nude for an art class tonight. <laughs> Nobody asked me to. I think they were uh, making ceramic bowls. <laughs> you know uh, that sinking feeling when you realize you should have taken those swimming lessons? Uh-huh. When somebody hands you a flyer, it's like saying, here, throw this away. Get those flies on the beach. Okay, take your age, subtract three, then add three. That's your age. Good, huh? <laughs> Pretty and good. A, and the best tweet I saw all week, don't be sexist. Broads hate that. That they do. <laughs> and that is the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Today's social media brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled in two bar. The old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Recluse Cigars. So, did you hear about the 133 ring gauge cigar? No, I, I have not heard about right. that. This Tell is, me a little bit because this, it's amazing. This is ridiculous. I have it here somewhere. Uh, Romacraft, uh, they make a 133 ring gauge cigar. Uh, he, had, uh, uh, he said 10 inches by 133 format was feasible. And uh, they smoked it, and it worked. Um, you, you think they've gone far enough. So this company called Romacraft, 10 by 133 ring gauge. Uh, the cigar retails for $50 uh, per cigar. And they come in uh, coffins of one box. It is a Nicaraguan, uh, made in Nicaragua. And uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, Cameroon Binder, Nicaraguan filler. Production of 200 cigars that's made. Uh, each cigar weighs six and a half ounces, and it is known to uh, be smoking for 18 hours straight. Six and a half uh, pounds. Ounces. Pounds. Pounds? Ounces? ounces? Six and a half ounces. Yes, six and a half ounces. Um, but imagine smoking it for 18 hours. No. No. I could not imagine that. I cannot too imagine Too much that. of anything is too much. Depends. And... You know, I thought it was ridiculous as cigars hit the 60 ring gauge mark. Right. And you made some 60 ring gauges right. in the past. You have a 60 ring gauge now. Absolutely. It uh, become it become really a normal cigar now these it, days. it is now normal. Yeah. What was odd now is not is now normal, and we have a 70 ring gauge. We got an 80 ring gauge uh, in here. Actually, sells very well. Um, I think, and I, and I called for the line once it hit 80. I said, okay, no more. But here we got a guy. At they just did it just to spite you. Oh, yes. uh, well, short I'm, and fat is... Uh, well, I've been waiting my whole life for this. It's short and fat gets popular. and uh, Very popular these days. And, and I'm liking it, but um, 133 ring gauge, I will not be trying that. I won't even attempt it. Um, I actually watched on video somebody actually smoking it, and it's obscene. Wow, I cannot imagine. Well, they had a 60 ring gauge bullet cut in it, and it, the hole looked tiny. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So wow. where, where is it going to go is the question. Talk about an effortless draw. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty funny. You, you could actually have a drawer in the cigar. So you'd have an effortless draw with a drawer. Yes. Right. And no batteries included. It doesn't come yeah. with batteries. Nothing like no, that. no batteries. No batteries. But How much butane do you think it would take to light it? 
But I assume that this kind of ridiculousness was going to happen. Right. When, when it went over the 60 ring gauge and stuff, I said, okay, now it's going to be every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to come out here with ridiculous things to get attention and stuff. And that's the problem that I see in a lot of industries, including the cigar industry, is this copycat thing of, okay, they did it and they have success with it. Let me do it and let me go more than they right. did or whatever. They didn't have the cojones to make it a regular production. They only made 200 so they don't think it's going to sell. Right, I suppose. Well, it, it takes a lot of tobacco to make something like that, I have to tell you. 20? I don't know. That's it takes a lot of tobacco. It is a lot. I, I would imagine that it's multiple wrapper leaves. Could you even do that? Can you make... Yeah, yeah, you need to you need to glue some of the wrappers. Yeah, absolutely. It's just You're smoking more than just wrapper at that point. There's yeah. glue involved. Yeah, it's awful, right? I don't it's know awful. how you can get a leaf that big. Well, I'm not sure. Anyway, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to find out what's in the future for Aging Room, for Swag, and for Mr. Raphael Nordell. We're going to get that, and uh, we're going to get Gentlemanly with Chuck Morrison. We'll hit the asylum, and we'll get lots more. So live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Stop, mister, anything! Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I 
just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid. But I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except... It's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar. This cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. This is Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency Global, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Oh, 
Okay, we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Rafael Nadell in the aging room. He's got swag and it's boutique blends. And that's the idea of boutique small production, small batch uh, blends. And when they're gone, they're gone. So uh, if you end up liking something that he makes, one of the small batches that he makes, you've got to stock up on them. And can you, can you fathom the, an aged product already formed into a cigar, a very aged tobacco formed into a cigar aged years from now? That'll be the magic of it, that we'll smoke 10 years from now. I'll save a box, believe me. In 10 years from now, we'll smoke something that was using 10-year-old tobacco, formed in a cigar, and I got it, and I held on to it for 10 years, and it's going to be, oh, can I get more of these? The time to get more of these is now. 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 So you go in your store, and uh, whatever brick-and-mortar store you go to, go in there, look for aging room, look for swag. Put the date that you bought it on the bottom of it. Absolutely. Save that, and let me tell you, you're going to have some magic. Absolutely, yes, and Dave, we started doing it, Jonathan. We started doing something now. Actually, since the first production, and this was uh, an idea Hoshi uh, had, Hoshi Blanco had, when we first, the first production of the aging room, we separated 100 boxes of each sizes. So we have been separating that since we started with the aging room. And now we're doing it with the SWAC as well. We start with the aging room. We separate the first hundred boxes. We get an attorney in Dominican, signs it. We seal the boxes, and we are aging those in the humidor for later on to have like uh, an event, let's say like your dinner yeah, you yeah. do and things like that. Bring some of those and raffle that. So uh, uh, we have been doing that for uh, three years. Okay. And uh, it is fantastic. So we got that idea. We started doing it in, in order to do some, some raffles and, and later on have, because I have to tell you, these cigars, and you buy a box now, and they are great. We have aged these for a long time. We make the cigar. But it only gets better with time. Yes. With time. I smoked a week ago uh, one of the first releases that we had for three years ago. And that, that cigar was just phenomenal. And it keeps getting better. So, yep. yeah, yeah. But the time to buy is now. Go to, to your regular store, to the stores. Again, we're not gonna find you're not gonna find this in stores. We need to be stores that are concentrating boutique blends in boutique cigars uh, that wanted to bring to their customers through not mass market cigars, the cigars that you're gonna find in a gas station right. or anything. That's not what we're all about. We're all about for the consumers that it's looking educated consumers is our best consumers. Yes, yes. Connoisseurs. A connoisseurs that really know and I, I saw a cigar yesterday you showed me that had a tremendous great concept and uh, and that is what it is. The people that know know. Yes. It's not for everyone. And one per the people that know uh, you know, finally I see accolades for you on some of the biggest cigar magazines, Cigar Aficionado and stuff, giving you big, high, top ratings. And I'm going to say that uh, you guys are going to be in the top of the list of the best cigar of the year this year. For from me. you to from your mouth to God, we're the, really uh, hoping so. Because you, you can't be ignored any longer. You cannot be ignored any longer. Everybody knows it, so you've got to see it. You've got to give it a chance. Um, what we try to do here on the Cigar Authority is not only educate on the cigars and things like that, but as, uh, as people as we are, we try to make, oh, we try to make um, ourselves better gentlemen. We want to be more gentlemanly-like, and it's something we work on, and this is a little segment that we have uh, as we enjoy life to look fullest. It's important to be a gentleman. How to be more debonair and more gentleman-like is Chuck Morrison. Do we have Chuck there? Do you need a gentleman? There we go. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. 
And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never, ever be subtracted from one's life. You may be strong, but are you tough? Part 2. Last week, we talked about developing mental toughness. Today, it's all about physical toughness. And the truth is, being physically tough is much different from being fast, strong, or powerful. Physical toughness includes the ability to take abuse and keep functioning, to recover quickly, to adapt to difficult terrain, and to tolerate adverse conditions without flagging. Here's how you do it. Number one, expose yourself to rough environments and forego the usual protection, increasing the intensity of exposure slowly over time. Secondly, learn and implement mobility and self-maintenance exercises as part of your regular training routine. Third, train with less rest between sets or workouts, but be sure to take excellent care of yourself in the meantime. Lastly, train outside in all weather with as little protection as you can tolerate. Now, what does developing physical toughness have to do with being a gentleman? First, you're a man. Never forget that. Number two, the result is that you'll learn how to tolerate stress, both mental and physical, and how to adapt to make something work despite the fact that the environment is not cooperating. That right there, my friend, is moving mountains like a gentleman. Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? And that's Chuck Morrison that is uh, away being uh, being a gentleman right now, and I guess he's um, he's doing some sort of uh, talking engagement in front of people who require motivation and uh, who are in need of mountain moving. Here we go. That's right. That's it. So that means people that are getting married? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> It's all right. I have Get to say, then. for someone from Cuba, with, and you do, uh, you do have a, an impressive accent and a great radio voice, but your vocabulary is amazing. <laughs> no, it's not. For someone who didn't grow up in this country, you, I mean, did, wasn't born in the country, you've adapted to English so well, and your vocabulary is very impressive. It is, it is like... like he said on the commercial, you have to really get adapted, and when it doesn't kill you, makes you strong, and continue. And uh, and I love to talk. There so I needed a big vocabulary. Beautiful. <laughs> so what can we expect in the future? Is there is there any, we're looking for a little uh, little hook, a little something, that a little scoop, scoop that yeah. other people don't know, it's coming out that maybe you haven't told the world yet. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, well, you, you're pushing my hand, and for, you, for those of you that are looking at me, uh, Mr. Jonathan here is like pushing me. Well, come on, tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to get some of these things on secret. Uh, but we are, we are now just released right now. We just released last week a little package of five cigars called Wild Pack. It has uh, five different blends. And uh, this Wild Pack has five previously unreleased blends. Unreleased. Unreleased blends. A small batches only for a small production. You know, the thing is we have now... Uh, accumulated unbelievable amount of a small amounts of, of, of tobacco and I created some great blends. So we went back and, and, and this, each one of these cigars has a little paper in the bottom that has is the rating sheet that we use in the factory and we rate the blends based on complexity, character, how does it smoke, how does it burn, the aroma, the flavor, the strength. And uh, this is the closest thing to be in the factory rating the blends. And we just released that. And people, when a consumer gets one of those cigars, can go to the website and can uh, rate the blends. And from that, we're going to... Uh, They're going to go through the same process you guys the, do anyway. The same thing. All You're right. going to try the cigar and things like that. But then, just uh, actually, I was in the factory 
two weeks ago uh, with Ochi Blanco and working in, in what are we going to come out with a new uh, for the IPCPR next year, next release. And uh, I'll tell you, we have in a small amount of tobacco that has been sitting there for a long time. And when we started doing the AU room, uh, Hochi, which uh, now he's, uh, he's a believer, uh, but at the beginning, we, he, it did not allow us to touch in a small amount of tobacco that he had there aging for a long, long, long time. And it's, it's funny because he had marked in, in, the, in the warehouse where we have all the tobacco. He has marked bin number one, bin number two, bin number three. And these are tobacco that he has done several uh, tests in different years in the different barn and different, uh, different uh, 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 farms. And he is, uh, we took that tobacco from bin number one and we are having a blend. And yesterday we talked about all tobacco, all the leaf, uh, being aged at the same time, and uh, we are releasing. Uh, and this is the first time we talk about it. Right. We releasing the aging room bin number one, B-I-N. I may not pronounce it very well. Yeah, bin. Bin number one. And it's all, all completely, including the wrapper, with this tobacco that have been sitting in Hoshi's farm. This is one kind of tobacco. One kind of tobacco only. It's the whole cigar. The whole cigar. And... Uh, it is it is an amazing, well balanced, medium medium, not very strong, because it has been uh, it's been aged for so so long, and it's just a, a, an unbelievable well balanced. So that's going to be the next thing we're going to release, and we have never talked anywhere. So you're listening. All right, you, good. Dave, we and you, Thank you, Mr. Jonathan. Are the first time that that uh, listen to this, the being number one, and because we're talking, you will be the first store that will have that being number one, and uh, it is something tobacco that have been. You know, how many years do you think a tobacco is great if it's been aged? Give me a number of eight, of years. Uh, uh, how well, long? I think three, it's pretty good five. with a ten-year. Yeah, three to five is very, is good. Uh, three to five is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Five is better. Eight is definitely. Uh, well, these have been on Hoshi's in um, Hoshi's warehouse, aging it, and after it got enough of age, he separated. This is. 16 years. 16 Holy smokes. And I'm not talking, I mean, we don't need to lie. We can say it eight years, eight, nine years. Yeah. These have been sitting there for 16 years. It's not legal yet. It's not 18 yet, you know. But by the yeah. time we will release it next year. 16, baby. 316, baby. Yeah. It is an amazing, well-balanced cigar. And that's that we're going to be the aging room bin number one. So you heard it here first at the Cigar Authority Show. Yes. That's it. That the aging room bin number one. All right, before we forget, let's, let's uh, go into the asylum. Let's see some sort of crazy news uh, brought to you by the folks at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. Two snipers, having grown up as best friends, attend sniper training together and rise to the top tier of snipers in the U.S. Army. Both fall for the same girl. Neither man willing to give in frustrates her to the point where she finally ends it with both of them, causing Ben, 
ranked number two to challenge Mark, ranked number one to a sniper duel. They synchronize watches, set the alarm, and move off to their post one half mile in each direction. As the alarm sounds, both rounds leave the chamber and collide in midair, marked by a small explosion downrange. This insane turn of events caused both men to get shocked back into their lifelong friendship, eventually each becoming the best man at the other's wedding. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought wow. to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away. Wars have come out with women. Oh, my God. They've caused wars. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. So we got to scoop bin number one. I would love a sample of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. Well, <laughs> couldn't bring one, but I will definitely be sending you one. Be sending you one. And me and, me and Mr. Johnson will share it. Together. Absolutely. We'll and that was, a, that was a secret, by the way. And Hank, my partner, told me, make sure you don't talk about that. Because oh, he knows so me. <laughs> he knows you guys. And uh, so, Hank, I am sorry. Yeah. It had I, to be done. It had to be done. Well, it be it, done. it'll just get people all juiced up and waiting to hear it. And uh, trademark it before this this industry. It's all uh, people stealing ideas. And well, stuff, I, we so. did. We did oh, already. Good. We did right. already. Thanks. That's the important thing that uh, you know. You know. You know what happens. And but uh, but again, that's what we're doing. Your cigars are not just in the United States. You you uh, have distribution in other countries, including uh, Canada, which means Rudy. My good friend Rudy can yeah. get his hands There you go, some. Rudy. You can get that from Casa Cubana, absolutely. There we go. You, you, you're in Germany, Holland, the Czech Republic, Russia, Austria, Poland, Bulgaria, England, Israel, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and the Caribbean. I hear Israel you do very well, and Israel of all places. I, I, I was amazing. Yeah, how It was amazing me. to find out that... Uh, we get all these ratings, great ratings in, in Israel, and the cigar has been doing wonderful. I have to tell you, uh, the consumers in the United States are the luckiest people if they smoke cigar because they have a tremendous amount of selection of great cigars yes. right here. Most of the cigars these days that are being, cons- are, are being produced in the United States for the United States market are amazing. However, in, Russia, in, in Europe and Russia and all those countries, they only have, until now, Cuban cigar, which are, you know, great cigar. That's what I was born. But they didn't have any of these other, uh, any other cigars. So as, as soon as we came out with the aging room and we went to the German show, uh, uh, a show uh, in Dortmund, Germany, just pretty much, actually it might be bigger than the IPCPR here in the United States, uh, we to do that last year and immediately grow. And we got the same, uh, the, I was worried, I have to tell you, because I would, you know, I compete directly with Cuba sure. and Cuban cigars, but the reception of the of the European market and Canada especially has also been fantastic. We've been getting some great ratings there, and the consumers are, as a matter of fact, we don't bring all of the brands immediately that just release the M21 or the Aging Room Maduro. They're not available in Europe yet, and uh, and the consumers there, what, what is the new stuff? So they are getting just to know some of the things. We have been doing tremendously well there, so we're very lucky about it. Nice. What, what the problem is with uh, Cuban cigars is it's, it's a Puro. It's all pure. 
And what I think they're looking for in Europe, what I hear they want, is blended tobaccos. Mixture of different tobaccos from different places. Yeah, you're not going like to eat just tomatoes. You no. eat tomato sauce and there's other stuff in it. Blended scotches. Blends. Yeah. They want blends. Absolutely. And it's just the opportunity. And a lot of different things. For example, in Dominican Republic, she has been... Working in, uh, in in making sure we make some changes in, in our growing to try to get complexity on the tobacco leaves. All right, we're out of time. You have made this fly by. Absolutely. Thank you so Thank much, you. actually, for three Thank days you for coming up here me. and uh, uh, doing the show and for being a, a sponsor and help fund the show and keep it alive. Thank you so much for that. Next week, uh, from Perdomo Cigars, the national sales manager, Chris Hopper, will be joining us along with Roy Kirby. So for Rich, uh, pinching in for Chuck Morrison, thanks, Rich, for coming in. Mr. Jonathan, I'm a David Garofalo. Thank you all for listening this week and every week on uh, the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. When you're smoking your aging room F55 Quattro, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Thank you, guys. Bye.